Warning, this case discusses topics of sexual assault and crimes against a child. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 70. Today, I'll be talking about the murder of 16-year-old Diamond Bradley. My sources for today's episode are See No Evil, Season 9, Episode 2, titled In My Heart I Knew, The Cinemaholic, SportsKita.com, InvestigationDiscovery.com, KWQC.com, and OnTrend.News.com. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. We received a call from dispatch that a 16-year-old girl was missing. I knew that it was more than a teenager not coming home. We went through all of her social media accounts. She was vulnerable. She was a child. The men who use these websites are potentially predators. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I guess I'm going to need a deputy. I, I told a body. This case takes place in Spring Valley, Illinois. Diamond was 16, but the life of every party. She always had something to say, and she liked to make people laugh. Diamond and her mom, Doris, had a great relationship. Family was very important to her. Diamond would help out and babysit her younger siblings, which she enjoyed to do. Diamond was enrolling into a GED program, and she wanted to go into nursing because she liked to help people. On January 24, 2018, around 6.30 a.m., Doris woke up to make sure the kids were getting ready for school. Diamond wasn't in her room, but she was known to go to the gas station near her house to get a cup of coffee, but she was known for coming right back. Doris called Diamond, but her phone kept going to voicemail. Doris and Dequan, Diamond's brother, both called her and called her friends to see if they had seen her, but no one had. Dequan went out to search for her. He, he knew only a few spots where she could have gone. Doris was really worried around 2 to 3 p.m. when no one had seen or heard from her, and Doris called 911. Sergeant Sarah Kinkin with the Spring Valley Police was one of the officers that responded. Doris told the police that Diamond didn't have any money and didn't have access to a car. Doris said that Diamond had two cell phones, a regular cell phone and one that she would text people from. The second cell phone was found in her room. The police believed that that second cell phone was probably used to do things that her mom wouldn't approve of. The phone was locked so the police couldn't get in. However, there were pop-up messages so the police were able to read small bits of some messages. There were several messages from some people that wanted to meet up with Diamond. The messages made the police more alerted. They believed something bad could have happened and the phone was taken into the police for evidence and analysis. Officer Josh Pellegrini spoke to neighbors and canvassed the area for surveillance footage. The police went to the gas station to search for surveillance footage. Diamond was known to walk to the Marathon gas station for coffee every morning. 
They did have inside cameras, and the camera over the door did show a little bit of the parking lot outside. A black Jeep could be seen driving into the parking lot. A male walks inside. The man is inside for only a few minutes because he made his purchase. Diamond wasn't seen at all. On January 25th, 2018, Doris and Jasmine, Diamond's sister, arrived at the police station. Jasmine had a lot of information. Jasmine was aware that Diamond had been using an advertising website. Diamond would place ads and agree to meet with men. Doris was surprised and upset about this information. It just, it just hurt to know that she was doing it and I never knew and certain people knew and nobody never told me. Yes, that, that hurts a lot. That being my family and all that, I'm sorry. Doris blamed herself and put and it put her in a dark place. The men that use these websites are predators and Diamond was a child. The contents of Diamond's second cell phone were examined. Jasmine was able to tell the police about the phone number and carrier of the cell phone. Calls, text, and location data were looked into. Diamond's phone had traveled from her house into town and out of town. On January 26, 2018, the police started to look at surveillance footage from the route that Diamond had been. Diamond had traveled onto the major intersection of Spalding and St. Paul streets. There is a local bar called Valley Pub at that intersection, and they had a camera that faced the intersection. The police knew that Diamond was in a vehicle, and they were hoping for a glimpse of her or a license plate. The license plates weren't seen on any car. I literally watch video over and over and over. You have to stop, pause it, try to zoom in, try to see if you can obtain any other information. The police found that 13 vehicles had come through that intersection around the time that Diamond's phone had pinged. On January 27, the police decided to stake out the intersection. The police searched the surveillance for several days in a row. 11 of the 13 vehicles had gone through that intersection every day. There were two vehicles that piqued the police's interest. One was a red Chevy pickup and the other was a black Jeep. The police looked at the next surveillance camera to see if either of those cars had passed through. They found a camera from a home surveillance system. Around 6.50 a.m. on the day that Diamond disappeared, the black Jeep can be seen passing the home, but there was no sign of the red pickup truck. Diamond's phone then pinged again, going southbound towards the bridge. The next surveillance camera was the top of Route 89 at a place called Totter Oil. Around 6.55 a.m., the black Jeep passed through. Diamond's phone went into Putnam County. The last known location of her phone was on a remote road. On January 27, 2018, the police immediately recognized Diamond as their victim as her body was found. She had multiple wounds, and it was clear that she had been murdered. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I guess I'm going to need a deputy. I, I found a body. And where did you find the body? Approximately a quarter mile from the county line road. Okay. Female, young. Okay. Do you know if, I mean, is she deceased as far as you can tell she's dead? Absolutely, yes. The police went to notify Doris and Diamond's family. Doris said she had two other young children, so she had to compose herself. The police zeroed in on Diamond's last text exchange. She had been hanging out with a man that lived near Spring Valley. He was referred to as Jay. Jay was interviewed and he showed the police text messages that he had received from Diamond on the morning she disappeared. 
The first message was from Diamond asking him if he wanted to go to IHOP. She then said, oops, my bad, indicating that it was to the wrong person. The last message she received from her said, quote, I'm dying, end quote. Jay was cleared as a suspect. The police knew it was going to be tough to sort through all the black and dark colored Jeeps in the area. The police reached out to a specialist Jeep body shop for advice. The specialist examined the footage and he was able to tell them that it was a Jeep Wrangler. He also said that it was made within a two-year window and it narrowed down the list of vehicles. The Jeeps were sorted by a geographical area. On February 5th, 2018, nine days after Diamond's body was found, the first Jeep was a different year than the one they were looking for, but the next Jeep was owned by a man named Richard Henderson. The female that answered the door said Richard hadn't lived there for some time and that he had moved to a nearby town called Standard. The police went to Standard and found Richard's black Jeep. Richard opened the door and he seemed cooperative and willing to speak to them. Richard was asked to go to the station for an interview. Officer Pellegrini saw the suspect before he was questioned and he went back into he went back to the Marathon gas station video. Richard's Jeep pulled into the parking lot and he walked inside. Before we get started, I just want to let you know that we are being audio and videotaped. Can I take a moment off? Yeah, please. Through our conversation, Richard explained that he was in Spring Valley on the morning that Diamond had disappeared. You were in Spring Valley. Yes, sir. Uh, last Wednesday. Yes, sir. Okay, what were you doing? Um, I went to the gas station. Uh, it was on the Shell or Marathon. Okay, and do you know about what time that was? Anywhere from 6.30 to 7 o'clock. Okay, were you with anybody? Not yet. I was picking up my buddy because we were supposed to go to Peoria. I was waiting for him to call me and he never did, so I went back home. Richard said he bought a pack of cigarettes and he did admit to going through that intersection that he was seen on. And he admitted to driving past the other gas station in the nearby county. Richard then started to change his story a little bit and the police had to confront him and tell them that they knew that he was lying. You think that you turned in front of Color Point yes, and you were alone in the vehicle at that time? Yes, sir. For sure? I mean, you kind of hesitated there a little bit. The fact that he hesitated, that to me, it was it was out of character. I think that is what first made us both think at the same time, there's something to this guy. Well, it's not. Listen, I picked up a friend of mine because I was supposed to be getting some molly. Some molly? Richard claims he was trying to buy the drug MDMA, known as ecstasy or molly. Okay. Who are you? Who'd you, who'd you pick? Where the friend at? Or who was the friend? Diamond. Richard was now admitting to being with Diamond for like 32 minutes on the day she disappeared, and he said he didn't get the molly. Richard said that they were going to go to a trailer park so that Diamond could buy drugs for him. The trailer park was in the opposite direction of where Diamond's phone had traveled. What happens if I told you, Richard, that we, we tracked Diamond's phone? Okay, we tracked. Okay, and it did not go over. Okay. Richard didn't appear nervous at all. He kept talking, though. They asked Richard if he would show them the exact route he took. Richard said no because he was being accused of murder. However, he decided to take them to the route, and he took the police on his route on February 5th, 2018, at 4.13 p.m. They started from the Marathon gas station. Richard said he was waiting in the alley when Diamond got into the vehicle. 
They drove the route where the police knew that Diamond's phone had gone. On the road where Diamond had been found, her friends and family had set up a memorial. There were flowers and stuffed animals, and Richard's demeanor changed. He wouldn't even make eye contact with anyone, and he wouldn't look at the memorial. When you're on the edge of the road, what happens when you pull? Tell me what happened. Then we had sex. And then I asked her to leave the vehicle. Okay, you asked her to step out. Okay, okay. And then she pulls a knife, pulls it out. Then I kick her arm. You kick her arm, okay. And she gets herself. Okay, where did she? Where did that stab happen at? Where at? Around the stomach, side area. Richard said that Diamond kept coming after him with a knife, so he stabbed her. He said he didn't know if he stabbed her in the back, legs, etc. as she walked away. The police told, Di told him that Diamond had wounds in her back. They asked Richard if the knife was at his home, and he said they could go look. Richard was taken into custody, and he admitted that he had thrown the knife into the woods at the factory where he worked. The police took shovels and rakes to try to recover it, and it was recovered. The police knew that Richard and Diamond had met online, and they agreed to meet in person. Richard picked Diamond up, and they drove out of town. They fought and Richard stabbed her. It wasn't an accident or self-defense. Richard Henderson was charged with murder. He pled guilty and was sentenced to 53 years in prison. With Diamond passing, it just, it's sad, but it brought everybody closer. Anybody who truly knew her knew, like, she, she was an awesome person. She lit my life up. She lit my mom's life up. She was a bright person. Not a day that goes by, I don't think about my daughter. It's like, it'll never be the same because she's not there. The 16 years I spent with her, I, I loved them all. I don't regret none of them. Obviously, Richard is a predator, as, they are, as are the other men that prey on children. He deserves to rot in prison. My heart breaks for Diamond's family. Doris had no reason to blame herself. She seemed like a wonderful mother who was doing the best she could for all her children. My book recommendation for this week is After She'd Gone by Alex Dahl. Summary. Liv loves her son, Adrian. That's why she keeps a low profile in Sandefjord, Norway. Just another tired single mother trying to make ends meet. She has never told her son about the secret she carries or the life she lived before she was born. She'll do anything to keep him safe. Anastasia's life is transformed when she moves to Russia, from Russia to Milan, and starts modeling. Suddenly, she's rich, she's desired, but then she begins to see the dark side of her new life. The high-pressure catwalk shows, the glamorous drink-fueled after parties, the sun-baked Italian palazzos owned by powerful men. She'll do anything to escape. Selma is a featured journalist in Oslo. She's horrified to uncover an unsavory and dangerous underworld when she writes an article looking into the modeling industry. Then a woman goes missing in Sandefjord. I don't know much about the modeling industry. However, it seems like every few years we learn about a model having to have starved herself or be perfect or someone having an addiction. This book was the first glimpse into the glamorous world. Plus, there's a mix of mystery when a woman goes missing. Plus, I like that it is set in a different country that I know nothing about. I give this book an 8 out of 10. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'd love to know what you think. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, buy me a coffee, and leave me a five-star rating and review. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation. And remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere.